Hello everybody, this is a podcast for me, a podcast for me, and a podcast for you. Uh, I'm your host, K-Doll, K-Dizzle, K-Awesome Sauce, yeah, Kevin, as it were. And if you're listening to this, uh, you're awesome. And if you're wondering where you can uh, find more of these podcasts and more, it's I'm on many forums here. I'm on the Google Play somewhere. I have no idea. I'm on SoundCloud and iTunes. If you have a thought in which you want to add to the podcast, you can reach me at the Twitter podcast for me, and you can reach me on the Facebook. Same thing, podcast for me, and I'm on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all that. You the comments there. They get to sign in or some shit like that. Made a podcast last night, but it didn't work out. I think my mic turned off, and I just kept on talking like an idiot. So this is more like a redo. Uh, well, without further ado, let's jump into some fucking news, yo. We have, uh, uh, oh yeah, false flags. So like, like uh, earlier uh, this week or last week, I forgot when. It was like last week, I think. Um, I, I meant to talk about this, but I forgot. Uh, we had a uh, uh, Hawaii had some kind of an alarm where nukes were coming and shit. Then it happened again in Japan. So with my tinfoil hat on, I think there's a conspiracy a- afoot. There, or maybe 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 the Koreans are hacking our uh, defense satellite thing and you know making us numb to the actual attack that's gonna happen. Who knows? And that's about it, really. Sucks to be the guy who messed that all up. But somebody did. <laughs> what do we got here? Uh, I don't want to get into that yet. Let's see here. You guys have to YouTube some stuff. I'm just saying. I YouTubed uh, Jordan Peterson uh, with, in an interview with uh, Kathy Newman, who's this uh, BBC writer. And she's pretty hardcore, ruthless. She interviews this guy about gender gap and everything like that. And if you watch the video, it's more of a... She keeps trying to put everything he says into a... uh, Not a title. It's like titling people, though. Like, you know, if you say, Well, I don't like guns. You title them a Republican, you know. Even though they could be more complex as a person. They go, I don't like... I mean, I like guns, but I don't like, uh, but I like immigration, you know. I like uh, more immigrants here, you know. So that's weird, conflicting interests, you know. So she just, every time he said something, she tried to, like, get him into a um, a title of some sort. For instance, he was talking about the pay gap in uh, between men and women. He said that... Uh, he explained that if we're trying to create opportunities for everybody, that's good. But if we're forcing outcomes, then that's bad. And what he meant by that is if opening opportunities, meaning the door is open, if you're a girl, you can get a job. If you're a guy, you can get a job. doesn't matter. Anyone can get a job. That's opening opportunity. It's called equal opportunity. Now, forcing an outcome, which he, he says, um, 
an equality of outcome or something like that. What that means is it's not the opportunity you're opening. You're forcing the result. So you're like through being not like, I guess, equal, you would then create a system in which you would have the outcome you want. So take, for instance, you want more women. You're forcing the outcome, I want more women. You're not creating opportunities, like equal opportunity. You're creating an opportunity for more women. So what would you do? How would you get more women in the field? If you're forcing an outcome, well, you would pay them more. That's what you would do. Yes, you would pay women more to create the outcome you want. And vice versa, if you wanted more men, how would you do it? You would force the outcome. You would pay more men to come into the job. That's like you would have a candidate who wasn't qualified and, and like say that you but you would hire them because you need the quota of women or say like uh, colleges so you got a college now you can force the outcome which they've done before you need to have 20 percent mexicans or whatever so people who are white who are trying to get into college they cannot get into that college because they're forcing an outcome of more Mexicans. I mean, that's I'm just saying, you know, numbers that I don't even know, but that's that's what you're trying to do when you're forcing an outcome. And that's what he said, that's bad. But she doesn't hear that. She hears, you know, oh yeah, you're trying to keep women back, you know. When you watch the interview between the two, he's collected. He's he's explaining his point clearly, but she takes about a couple sentences and angles it towards the direction in which he wasn't going. You know, you're holding women back. He goes, I'm not trying to hold women back. They have the opportunity. And then he gives a great example where in Norway, there is nothing like, or was it Norway or Norwegia or something like that? Uh, He was like, look, look at this group of people. They could do whatever they want and women tend to not go into the jobs that men are in. This is the way it is. And he goes, just because of that example alone, if we just created equal opportunity, women would still choose, you know, the jobs that they could. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get what he's trying to say. He's saying, like, what, what right now the jobs that we are in is to make money. It's not like we want to do the jobs that we want. That's most people. But if if it was a way in which, no matter what, you're set for pay, like you'll have a house, you'll have everything you want, you would choose a job to your liking, because usually you're choosing a job, you know, not to your liking, because you just need the pay, you know, and you just kind of, you kind of just settle for what you got, you know, kind of like marriage in a way, you like, you know, it's not perfect, but it works. But um, if you had the opportunity to do whatever you want and get paid fairly for it, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now. Just, just letting you guys know. <laughs> but you got to watch it. It's uh, Look for, type in Jordan Peterson inter- uh, interviews Kathy Newman. It's really good. Strongly recommend. I'll let me close that up. Ah, let me take a moment to talk about me drinking this soda real quick. So you got um, this, uh, let's see here, Aziz. 
Aziz, uh, Asnari, I don't think I can say his name, Ansari, oh, there you go, I got it, Aziz Ansari, he's a comedian, I think I talked about him in my earlier podcast, but, see, he gets with this uh, one girl who calls herself Grace, and she basically said that he didn't assault her necessarily, but he went and got it on with her, uh, and, you know, and she didn't, or he didn't read her mind. Like, he didn't understand her verbal, verbal, nonverbal cues. Like, I'm not into this. Uh, and he just kept moving forward, you know. And at this point, his career's over. And over nothing, really. She had a bad date. And I'm not victim blaming here, but I mean, shit, she could have said no. I mean, it's not like he, like, held her down and forced her or anything like that. He just got with her and didn't perform. I'm pretty sure if he gave the D right, he it would have all been good. And so, ergo the problem, I think, really, um, you got this guy, right? Uh, Aziz Ansari. He's a comedian. Successful comedian. I'll call it that. But that's what he is. Most comedians are just people who uh, weren't great at life. And through that, they understood the uh, perils of living in this life and uh, make jokes out of him. And he's he is one such person. And um, in our, in our society, you know, with success, you you create this uh, persona that you're the shit, basically. And here he is with this one girl. Just because I am pretty confident it's because of his success. And he gets with her and she lets things happen. And he doesn't do anything good. I mean, he's not really good at what he... he His success doesn't represent who he is. But most people kind of see that. Kind of like when a guy gets with a girl who has um, implants and fake nails and you know, fake hair or what have you, what not. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't represent, and like you just get with her because you think she looks good, but in reality she's wearing a wig or whatever. And at the very end of it, you know, you're like, oh man, you, you used me, you tricked me, and da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, she represented one aspect of a woman that she wasn't. Well, he is the same way in that respect. Not like looking good, but he has this like celebrity to him, you know. And it represents I'm successful, so I could do successful things. But in reality, he's just successful, but he's not really a great guy, you know, in bed. So when he did the deed, it wasn't good enough. I mean, like, most sexual experiences, you're not, like, for real, you're not asking permission. Can I kiss you? Can I touch you? Can I do this? Can I do that? That'd be kind of weird and awkward. I mean... It's really a bunch of nonverbal cues, you know, and he, he didn't get it. I mean, you kind of know when a girl's into you, but it's kind of weird that she wasn't, like, saying anything. I don't know. But it's kind of weird how Hollywood just shat on this guy for what he did. Um, terrible in bed, and he is a shitty guy. <clears throat> Meanwhile, that Roman Pulaski, that dude raped a little girl. And Hollywood's like, yeah, clapping their hands and shit. This guy, um, he had consensual sex basically, and with an adult. And we're gonna we're gonna treat him like shit. 
Good job. Hashtag me too. Good job. Hashtag sucks BSEs. Hashtag two inch penis. Who knows? I'm just saying. He's a pretty small guy. Uh. Okay. Oh, so. <laughs> so I read this uh, thing. I'm not going to really get into the um, article, but I, just, I saw the headline. Gina Rodriguez on the lack of Latino representation. It's dehumanizing. Now, this is what Jordan Peterson was talking about in the re- in this respect of um, forcing an outcome. That's what really how he should. That's that's really how he should phrase it because you're forcing an outcome. She's pissed because there's not enough Latinos out there, and maybe Hollywood is racist. Maybe, but who knows? If they're a very popular character. They would be on the TV. They would be. Hollywood or producers go where the money's at. And if a person is attractive in a way of like, oh, man, I really go to the, see the movie to see this guy. I'm kind of like that with Tom Cruise. Like if I see Tom Cruise in a movie, I'm going to watch it because it's usually good. Or Denzel, you know. Or um, who else? Who else do I have broke rush for? Idris Elba, I really like that guy, good guy, um, but um, they bring in the money, now, it wasn't always like that, you know, black people didn't always bring in the money, there wasn't always a Denzel Washington, you know, Denzel became Denzel, I mean, that's that's really what you're, you want, if you just force a bunch of Latinos into movies, like, like that's our narrative now, forcing outcomes, you know, like when you have the multi-ethnic uh, Power Rangers, each each Power Ranger has to have a different nationality or some shit like that. But um, like in Hollywood, I mean, if you just keep forcing uh, Latinos into roles, you know, without them meriting good acting, you got Tom Cruise and random Latino guy A. Now he could be good, but the other guy's Tom fucking Cruise. I mean, who brings in the big bucks, you know? Even if this guy's a good actor, you know, it's Tom Cruise, yeah. And to 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 come out and be like, why aren't there not enough Latinos? Well, that's probably because they're not good enough. I mean, that's the harsh truth. I mean, if they're fucking racist, the producers, so be it. But, I mean, black people just don't, didn't all of a sudden start winning Oscars. They fucking fought their way up to the top, you know? And they were good, like fucking for real, like Morgan Freeman's, like the shit. You know, these these people are for real. They're good actors, you know. You got your Latinos that are good, you know. You just need more of them. Like that Almost guy in the Battlestar Galactica, Edward Almost. That guy is the shit. Stand and Deliver or Stand By Me or whatever. the f- No, Stand and Deliver or American Me guy. Dude, that fucking guy's the shit. And then, I mean, yeah, that's what you want. And that's really what you want. You want opportunity for those guys to come out, not forcing an outcome of saying we don't have enough Oscar Latinos. You know, name name that movie where a Latino was the shit. You know, in 2017. Yeah, I'll give you a second while I drink this soda. You think about it. There is none, motherfucker. <laughs> That's the way it is, you know? I mean, this is ridiculous how the narrative is forcing an outcome. You want to for- have opportunity. That's what you really want. 
equal opportunity, not forcing the outcome. We need a per, we need thirteen percent more. No, they just need to get better. I mean, find your Mexican actors and fucking build them up. But there's not enough. You don't see Asian people fucking saying, where's my representation? Because for real, name that last Oscar winner, you know, for best actor who is Filipino. I'll give you a second on that one. Yeah, there is none. There ain't no fucking Filipino Oscar winner. Sorry, bro. Sorry. And that's not because... And you don't see them bitching, oh, we don't get enough representation. It's because there's no one that's good. And if there is someone good, he just needs a break. He needs opportunity. And that, my friends, is what we need. Not outcome. Not forcing outcome. Alright. Let's go to the next one. Meh, 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 meh. Uh, oh, yeah. The nukes. Alright, I'm over that. What's this about? The real reason for all those Trump bonuses. Oh, you know what? I have no idea. Uh, parent teacher. Okay, that's enough about the news. There's not much. Uh, so, <laughs> let's talk about some shit. Let's talk about some, some personal shit. I want to talk about. Okay, so, my kid, he goes, uh, I guess uh, my wife had a thing parent-teacher conference, that kind of thing. I never know when this, when this shit's going down. But you got, I, I find out that my kid's not doing good still. He's still below average. Now, what the fuck? I'd be like reading with this kid every day. And he's reading back. He's good. He takes these tests and he fails. And it's it's more of a thing where we got to, help him more we gotta tutor him or get him something or we gotta teach him and i'm wondering like what the fuck are they doing in these schools i mean what the fuck is their job you're a teacher out there i'm sorry but what's your fucking job i mean aren't you supposed to teach and if your student isn't learning hmm maybe you should try harder to figure out why that student isn't teaching and i understand that you got uh realistically you don't have enough time to teach every single kid and the parents come and help and that's what i do but i mean why do you have a standard in which a kid can't follow if you can't teach so like you're creating a stupid problem you have a, a child must reach here but I'm not able to train that kid enough to reach that designation. I mean, parents aside, I mean, that's what that's what it is. And what 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 is it that you as a teacher think that because there are not, there's a group of kids that can get that can meet maintain that standard and above that standard, therefore it makes you right right is that that's the thought process well these fucking kids were able to do it you're it's obviously your kid's fault or could it just be that some kids just excel you know i, I get i guess we're, we're gonna call my kid dumb but not really i mean dumb means they don't have the ability to learn but my kid's learning shit he learned like you'd be reading with them he learns 
so I mean maybe I'm just prejudiced because it's my kid and I'm pissed because he's not learning better enough I mean what the fuck is this so I got shit on my kid or something for this to happen hell fuck no I don't even fucking care about school I know that in the end you need to do three following things to succeed in life number one ew my dog just farted and it was loud and then she barked. <laughs> she went, <"Woo." laughs> That's intense. <laughs> that shit happened in real time. January 26th, guys, at 1 o'clock a.m., my dog farted and barked at the same time. Juicy. Anywho, so, uh, so, I know, yeah, three things. One, you need to know how to read. I get that. Because, I mean... Knowledge is power, period. Two, you got to be likable. You're wondering, what the fuck? Why does it got to be likable? Well, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you this. You, you got to be likable because if you're able to read, pretty much you can do any job, really. And if you're likable, then you're willing, you, people will promote you or put you in a position where you uh, you will succeed or help you because they like you. And three, you just have to have the ability to push forward. You have those three things, which my kid does have. Uh, you can get anywhere in life. I'll give you an example. There was this guy I knew. He was a fire watch. I don't know if I've said the story before. I'm getting to the point where I don't remember the podcast. There was a guy. He was what we call fire watch. And what he did was he hold the fire extinguisher. And when the welder caught on fire, which never ever happens, but you need that per regulation to have a guy just in case it happens. So that's what he would do. He would stand there waiting for the welder to catch on fire so he could put him out, which never happened. And he would make 10 bucks an hour. Well, that same guy hung out with the main guy and um, brought him cupcakes. I called him Cupcake. Actually, no, I know another guy called him Cupcake, but that's what I called him too. He then became like, there's positions. There's like third class, and that's awesome, I guess. Second class is higher than third, and the first class is the top. After that, you're a supervisor or some shit, right? Well, he went from a $10 an hour job doing the fire watch thing to like a $20 job being number one you know first class it's, it's more than 20 bucks but you, know, you get the point you, you're first class and I mean for real like you could do any job so he pretty much just kind of faked it his way doing this job they taught him how to do it because he was a likable guy you know they taught him hey you do this this and this and he would do it terribly but he would do it he made a lot of money. I'm just saying. That's a perfect example of just like, it's not not what you know, it's who you know. I mean, you can figure out pretty much any job. You just have to push forward. You know, you also need to know how to read. Taking it back to school, though, I'm just saying. I mean, they have these wonky standards, right? Your kid must go here. And the kid doesn't make it. So what do you do? You tell the parents, help out. The parents are helping out, but if the kid fucking doesn't... uh doesn't get it down the school i mean how much help is it because think of it as a percentage how much do you think a parent should help opposed to a teacher 
Is it going to be like, so say teaching a kid 100% and you have the, the percentage of how much the parent is supposed to teach. Is it 10%? Is it 30 Is it fucking 80%? Because the teacher should be the one who's doing most of the work and the parents are just helping. They're not doing the actual teaching. But as I see here, that's what it is. We have to do the actual teaching because the kid isn't making uh, making the level. Woe is me, that kind of thing. But still, what, what are we doing here? What do these teachers do? And I get it, man. They can't. The kid didn't make the standard. Then why do you have the standard so fucking high? All because a few fucking kids get past it doesn't make it good, you know. I mean, how how would you like it if if there was a race and you're training and you can only run like a tenth of the way of a hundred meter dash? And there's like one guy who can make it all the way across, and they say, "Hey, you got you're not fast enough, right?" But the fuck, everyone else couldn't get there. It's only that one guy who got through. Yeah, but because he went through, we're training you right. If everyone's not at that level, then you're not you're not really getting it down. You're just having a few successes, and therefore you're just going with it and maybe it's more intricate than that but I, how you know a hundred percent how much should a parent be teaching the kid if is it 50 50 i mean what so what is your job to teach right 40 hours a day or whatever that's like that's your job to teach at 40 hours i'm supposed to i'm a medical assistant if i worked at that level of of a teacher it'd be uh, I check you in and then I tell you to do everything yourself because I I did my part now go do your own blood pressure you know you know that'd be ridiculous I get fired but how does the teacher get away with uh, they teach a certain level and then they fail kids I mean, yeah, granted, kids suck, man. Some kids suck. They're getting beaten and raped, you know, at home. It's pretty harsh, right? It's harsh shit. But, I mean, you know, usually those are your problem childs, the ones with disabilities or the fucked up kids, you know. That sucks, but it's a real thing. And so a teacher can't really spend time teaching those kinds of kids. I mean, they try, but they just can't get it down. Then what do you do about the kids that are competent? You know, and they're not making quota. So because other kids excelled, you're just going to let these kids who make quota, you know, not make it. Fuck, I don't know, man. This is fucking stupid. I mean, because that's their job. You would figure their job is to teach. And, like, they should be graded at that level, you know, graded in, like, how many students have passed and such. It should be a real big deal. Like, if they don't pass classes, then, you know, they're in trouble or something like that. Because I'm not feeling like, like, uh, like the teacher gives a fuck. I'm not feeling that at all. I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling, uh, hey, my paycheck is riding on this. Because if I did, so you have a class, say 30 students. 
and only 10 of them are passing. 20 of them are not. You could even go further to say 10 are passing, you know, way past the bar. 10 of them are like average or below. And then there's like the other 10 are failing. So only 20 people, only 10 people are passing. You should like get docked and pay. But then, you know, they're not getting paid enough as is. Something should be done about that because, I mean, if they're not getting their students up to where they need to go, then they're not doing good. And, I mean, naturally, if if you force this on the, on, on the teachers, they would then just pass those kids. You know, they would lie, you know, force of falsify. Because if it's their paycheck on the line, of course they're not going to lie. They're going to lie about it. But whatever. Let's move on to some nerd shit, everyone. So, like beating a dead horse. Um, I was listening to this uh, podcast called The Weekly Planet, and uh, I love it. You guys should listen to it. The Weekly Pant Planet. Uh, I get it on Podbay. That's how I download it. And um, they were talking about Star Wars 8. And what I like about these guys, that they're nerds too, and they talk about nerd stuff, is that although we agree on some things, we do vehemently dis- disagree on others. It's such such a weird thing. But you need that. You need someone to challenge what you like, you know, give a different perspective, you know, so you can, you know, have a better understanding who you are, that kind of thing. In, in regards of nerd, nerd talk. And they were talking about how they liked um, Star Wars 8, which I disagreed hardcore see if I brought up some points here. Uh, because success of the movie. See, what I don't like about Star Wars 8 is not... I mean, the movie wasn't terrible unto itself. It just missed out on a couple parts and droned on in other parts. But altogether, I think it's a good movie. Problem, though, is the success of this movie could create more bad movies because you know they're like what the fuck well this worked let's keep doing it and they did a bunch of stupid shit that shouldn't have been and um it was different you know different bad not different good and i I talked about that in my uh, podcast called different bad different good and um Problem is, I mean, because they the way they did things, I hope that they don't copy it. Well, fucking everybody liked the run on joke about uh, Poe Dameron saying, I can't hear you, and then it turns out he drops bombs on people and shit. The fuck ever. <laughs> but I, 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 didn't, I didn't like the movie because that was the, that's the part I don't like about the movie is because the spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen Star Wars 8, stop listening to me. But, anyways back to what I was talking about if because of what they did they can never go back for instance Luke is dead so we can't see a badass Luke um Kylo Ren uh, killed Snoke so we'll never know who Snoke is what the fuck you know and and that's really why I hate it you know just because of the squander potential and the 
the ability to fuck the other movies for for generations to come. The guy who made uh, the movie liked the prequel Star Wars, which were terrible, and he wants to make his own trilogy, which, I mean, judging from this movie, God, it might be real terrible because the way he thinks. I mean... I don't know. I don't know. Fucking what the fuck? What else I got going here? Because this Luke old. Oh, so they they brought up a point that because Luke is old and didn't want to be a Jedi anymore, he couldn't fight. And they proved it by saying, you know, there's a part where um, what's her name, Ray, gets all fucking mad and fights him and beats his ass. Okay. And then, like, he does, like, when he goes to fight at the very end, he barely does anything. Okay, so they say that because he's a Jedi, he can't fight. Now, what the fuck is Ray's excuse? How come she can fight really good? Why is that, everybody? There's something she has that most other people don't have. And through that energy, she's able to fight. What is that? What is it, guys? The Force. She has the Force. Somebody who's never ever fucking held a lightsaber, who is able to use a lightsaber, use the force, mind control people, some hardcore Jedi uh, magical things. She's able to do that because she has the force. So you're telling me, you're telling me that Luke Skywalker, who was a badass, you know, had all this force in him, able to do all this shit, doesn't need that much training. You're telling me that. He couldn't use the force to be a badass. Oh, but he can project himself, which is a high-level technique across the galaxy. <laughs> There's the flaw in their logic saying that, you know, Luke is old and he can't be able to fight. Because if Ray, if you can accept that Ray can fight because she has the force, then you should be able to accept that Luke Skywalker, who had been in jedi and who did train other jedi for at least 10 years has the ability to use the force in the same way like to fight because if he has the power to project his fucking mind across a galaxy and then you know do the lightsaber wherever the fuck that high level technique was then i mean he can fight and that blows your theory out of the water now Everybody wanted to see Yoda fight, and we got to see Yoda fight. That was one of the highlights of the fucking movies that sucked epically. Now, that's Yoda. Who gives a fuck? Everyone wants to see Luke fight. Trust me. I don't know why that became a thing where, I don't know, some mass hypnosis happened. But everyone wants to see Luke Skywalker fight. Maybe the new people don't because they don't give a fuck. But, I mean, if Obi-Wan Kenobi could fight in the Star Wars New Hope, then fucking Luke Skywalker can fight. And I'll, I'll pitch it again. This is how it should have went. If you haven't seen the movie, it sucks to be you because I'm spoiling the fuck out of it. Look, this is how it should have been. Because Kylo Ren hates this motherfucker so much, this works. As, as they're bearing down onto where the rebels are at, Luke comes out of the cave 
And it's like, holy shit, it's about to go down. Um, what's his name? Kylo Ren with anger shoots at him and like with with with, with the what's it the walker. And what would what do you think Luke should do, being a badass that he is? If a laser beam, because in the walker shoots lasers, shoots out a beam at him. What do you think he's going to do with his lightsaber? He's going to deflect it and destroy a fucking walker. That would have been cool. Then he destroys all the walkers. He uses the force and whatever and just fucks those ships up. Now, they could still run in there because they got other ships coming. So, I mean, so Kylo Ren jumps out to fight the motherfucker. And it's about to go down. As they're about to fight, they form their stance. And then you have a flashback of when Luke was younger and when Kylo Ren was younger. They're holding their wooden swords or whatever. It'd be better if it's wooden swords, not lightsabers for that. So you can easily see the parallels between the two uh, timelines. And as they're fighting, Luke in the past is announcing a stance now this is part of world building which i'll get into later he explains you know pincer stance and then he moves a certain way and then they cut to what's going on in uh in in the present time and as they're fighting like you see the young kylo ren getting angry because he's not able to overcome luke who's his teacher as they're sparring and it and then it shows in the future how you know or in the present i guess how kylo ren is not able to fight you know at that level because he's angry angry and he's fighting and fucking up just just very much the same as when he was a kid and he would just intertwine those two uh timelines like i mean the past and, and the present and when and you can keep your moment of the what are they called the rebels escaping and as they escape because he's of course luke skywalker he has the force they he does a thing where he looks at your two son you could you could still salvage the the two son part i know that he wanted to have that representation there luke sees two sons in star wars new hope and that's a thing but then you could just have him look at two sons right before like you could put two sons on that planet or near that planet you know and he's looking at it and he chooses that time to die. He could still have him die. And he does a thing where he goes, I could be more powerful if you strike me down. Blah, blah, blah. And Kylo Ren strikes him down, of course. And he disappears. Same fucking thing. Except you had a badass fight. Luke showed off. And you're just, you're, you're just mega satisfied. Because that was fucking epic. But no, that, that, that fucking path is squandered. And it can never happen again. You could have had a badass Luke Skywalker scene, and I guarantee everyone would not give a fuck after that, because, I mean, it was cool when you had the whole "I'm fighting the red dudes" who mean nothing, by the way. They just have to fight. They have various weapons for unknown reasons, and um, yeah, and like Kylo Ren fights like an idiot. I don't know who did the choreography for that guy but they really need to like watch broadsword fighting or something and figure something out because that was fucking terrible how he fought all the time anyways that's that's why i'm pissed about that luke skywalker thing yes he should be able to fight 
You know, if Ray can fight, he can fight. I mean, I guarantee it. Uh, what else do they fucking talk about? That pissed me off. Luke can fight. It's okay. It's okay that he can fight. It's funny, too, because when they when they were explaining that he was uh, too old to fight, and da, 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 it seemed like they were so in love with the movie that they let their love of the movie blind them. Because, okay, I, I give you a good example. When, when Star Wars The Phantom Menace came out, which is a terrible movie, um, except for that Darth Maul fight. That was pretty cool. But, but the movie itself was terrible. I tried to defend that movie saying, yeah, man, trade tariffs. There's a lot of story here. But no, there's nothing there. I mean, that movie's terrible. And I know it now with hindsight. And I hope that they understand that too because they really were trying to explain, mansplain, you know, why that movie wasn't that bad. <laughs> Especially Luke Skywalker not being able to fight. That was a silly excuse. Uh, yeah, they're defending the movie, yeah. Ah, so here's another thing about that movie that's rough. Um, adding female characters. See, now they're trying to be, once again, forcing the outcome. They're trying to force the outcome more women or more diversity. So they bring in this Chinese-looking lady or Asian, and she's chunky, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's funny. They bring in this chunky Asian chick. And, um, you know, she's not, of course, she's not stupid. And she's super smart, I guess. And she goes along with uh, Finn on this weird adventure that leads nowhere. And she professes her love for this fucking guy and kisses him. Which is weird because there was no, like, there was nothing there. And, but all of a sudden they're kissing, you know? I mean, what the fuck? And uh, she ruined Finn's great moment of dying, you know? I'm just saying. And the problem is, you got all these other fucking characters, you know. You got, you got, you got, you got, you got Kylo. You know, he's got to do his thing. You got Ray, she's got to do her thing. You got Luke. You got all Dan. Most of these characters are serious. So when you add another character, he's got to be serious. That person has to be serious too. Now. <clears throat> when you're adding characters, you, you have to balance the other characters. So you should have had a, 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 a like a comedic character. You know, that's what, if you're going to add one. Problem is they put a female there, so they couldn't do it because that's her narrative. Hashtag Me Too. You know, we have to make women strong, so we can't portray them in a shitty light because we're forcing an outcome now. We're forcing an outcome of women aren't shitty or stupid. You know, they're not, but they're people too. And all people are, could either be shitty or stupid, both men and women. So when they introduced the woman, they should have introduced a stupid woman or a stupid guy. But there's too many guys. That's why they had to put a woman. See, that they're fucking themselves over with their whole forcing an outcome, you know, with this whole I need to have an Asian, Mexican, Latino uh, woman or transgender. I mean, that's next evolution, right? The next character they'll add is a transgender person. They can just keep adding characters, which they shouldn't do. They should expand on the characters that they have, you know? And when they add another character and do some story that means nothing, what the fuck are you doing? So it's a quite a conundrum to create women characters in a movie where there's dudes, and so you're trying to counter it 
with women and at that point they have to be one dimensional characters you know a character when you create a character you want them to be multifaceted you know angry at this time happy at this time but generally cool you know or whatever whatever that theme of the character is like Han Solo he could be funny he'd be sad he'd be angry but generally he's a cool guy uh Luke Skywalker he could be funny but he can also be brooding and that's his main character that's his main theme you know so what's the main theme of this lady she is a resistance fighter and she's strong woman or you know hashtag i'm not fat you know and that's the thing they were just pushing an agenda you know she really is a useless character for real like if she were to just die would it matter to the main story nobody she's useless and that's what they did but if it was a funny dude that would have worked if it was a funny girl that would have worked but you can't make a funny girl you just can't because if you do you you're you're infringing on women's rights to be stupid or smart or whatever <laughs> that's what it looks like yeah most movie most movies can't do that they can't make women stupid because if they do they might get like backlash but men you can make them as dumb as fuck because that's the way it is especially if they're white because <laughs> that's how it is nowadays world building so they were talking about world building but i mean they created a fucking planet where rich people uh make money off of the traders or of weapons and shit like that what they should do okay i'm gonna ask y'all a question what's the most famous part of star wars is it a the the fighting and shit with the ships because of star wars right b is it the fucking characters or c is it the fucking lightsabers and all that force and jedi bullshit yeah it is c you stupids stupid fucks let's see final answer you know jedi man why don't they build that shit up in the movies like where does the force come from how do you fucking use it they could have did training montages and fucking world build the jedi you could have talked about their sword fighting and everything. It seems like the only time they bring that shit up is in the cartoon or in the books. They never fucking get it. Whatever. They could have talked about the philosophy of a Jedi. The philosophy. How how to make a, a lightsaber with the kyber crystals and shit. Which happened to be part of the Death Star. You know? Fuck. Build that shit. World build that. Don't fucking add another planet. No one gives a fuck about that. Talk about the goddamn Jedi don't george lucas it and everything and just be a jedi movie which is kind of funny because it's called the last jedi you know you would think you'd see more jedi but whatever um what's this princess leia force one thing i liked about what they said is it would have been cool is if princess leia started moving it looked like she pushed herself out. You know when she's floating in the in space and she uses the force. Instead, she kind of uh, pushes herself out, and then it's like she got guided in there. And it could have been her. And us nerds would have to extrapolate whether or not it was her or the force. That would have been cool. Fear of making a stupid character. Yeah, there is a the fear of making the stupid character. Look at this shit. Flat Earth. For some reason, people believe in Flat Earth. 
But then I wrote about dino bones. And that's a thing. In YouTube, there's videos about how dinosaur bones don't exist. About the dino wars. You know, okay, back in the day in the 1800s, fucking guys were finding dinosaur bones. And some of them was fake. But it didn't take away from the real bones. So this asshole makes this video and talks in a real somber voice. As you can see, they were faking it all along. You know, that kind of bullshit. And people just believe it, you know. But then again, I mean, the guys create that content and stupid people go that direction. <laughs> Aziz, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, well, another thing about that Jordan Peterson, there's a part where she goes... Um, where the, where the woman was like, hey, yeah, you know, women can't get to the, should get equal pay and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, even if you work hard, you know, they shouldn't, shouldn't have to work hard to get equal pay and da, da, da. And then Jordan Peterson explains, he goes, uh, if you're at the top, you should get paid more. Regardless if you're a man or a woman, you should just naturally get paid more if you work hard. And he explains that, you know, he points to her, you worked hard for your position, that's why you're there. And she goes, that's right, I did, she says. But she agrees with him. <laughs> but she's, it's kind of like she agrees with them, and he's wrong, you know, but in actuality, he's right. She did work hard. She understands that. Then she, uh, furthermore, she goes, well, that's, that's how it is. We have to just fight. And he goes, yeah, you always... That's nature. You always have to fight for a good position. And he's right. And, she, I mean, he crushed her with that. It's kind of funny when she goes, you women just have to fight hard. No, everyone has to fight hard to get to the top. <laughs> yeah, you guys should Google that. That's good stuff. Let's be good. Oh, yeah. Um... Man, really? Speaking good, he explains that when talking feelings to speak good, even if offensive, reporting, dick pushing. Yeah, he was just talking about like um, if you're speaking to somebody, there shouldn't be any censorship in a way where you're freely, you can say whatever you want, you know. And uh, regardless if it hurts your feelings or not, because you're trying to get to the truth of the matter. He explains that, you know, as she's yelling at him in the interview, she's like trying to say he's a pig and misogynistic, you know, and he goes, he goes, see, through this, you were trying to figure out what I was talking about and you didn't care about my feelings. Now, I'm OK with that because that's the freedom of speech. You're trying to get to the heart of the matter, and you don't care about my feelings. I it should go both ways, things like that. You know, you shouldn't be thinking about, you know, when you're talking to somebody, you shouldn't be thinking about their gender. You should be thinking about what you're trying to talk about. I don't know. I had more of a point, but I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. Um, let's see here. Why people? Oh. Quick observation. Is it me or that if you have a movie with white people in it, if they have a black guy, they're the funny one? What's up with that? <laughs> uh, anime. Hmm. So I came up with anime you guys should watch because I'm big in anime. Top three. Let's go for it. Number three. You should watch Full Metal Alchemist. Get through it. Power through it. Trust me. Get to the sixth episode. You're all right. That's what, 20 a piece, two, two, four, six, eight, uh, 10, 12. 
120 minutes. It's two hours. Go through two hours. You'll be set. Trust me. Number two, uh, One Punch Man. Watch that shit. It's good. And number three, uh, at number one, Attack on Titan. You're done. You watch those three animes at that order from three to one, you're good to go. You'll be hooked to anime forever. Because those are the most, the top, top of the cream of the crop. Uh, in my own humble opinion. <laughs> I made a list of my Star Wars movies that I liked in order. Let's do this, guys. Number eight. Clone Wars, uh, or number nine. At the bottom of the list, Clone Wars. I fucking hated that movie. Um, this guy kills kids, and Padme's okay with him. He even, even tells it to her. He goes, yeah, I killed them all. And she calls the kids younglings. Even the younglings? But she still gets with them in the end, and there's no reason for it. If you watch the movie, it's so terrible. They don't like each other. They don't build chemistry with each other. I mean, there's no reason these two should like each other. The only way to make that work is if they went on an adventure or something like that. But all they did was show them in different locations. And they were just deeply into each other. And who can't forget the famous line, I don't like sand because it's coarse. (laughs) So stupid. Number eight was The Phantom Menace. Terrible movie. I do like that Darth Maul fight. Number seven, Star Wars three. It's Return of the Jedi. Why would I put it that way? Uh, so, yes, number seven, Return of the Jedi. I, th- I think it was an okay movie. Um, I like uh, the last fight with uh, Luke and Vader. Uh, Vader's reading Luke's mind while Luke is hiding from him. And he says, sister, you have a sister. And now your failure is complete. If you don't turn to the dark side, perhaps she will. And then Luke goes crazy and fucks him up. Kind of like Ray. He actually fights like Ray. And he's all enragealistic about it, too. Let's see what else got here. Um, and number six, I like the... I'll put Star Wars 8, this new Star Wars. Of course it ranks above the others. It really is a it's a good movie. I'm just so du- disappointed what they did with Luke, that's all. Like, I hate on that movie so hard. Um, number five is, uh, what is this? Return of the Jedi. What the, what the fuck is Star Wars 3? I guess Star Wars 3 is the... <laughs> what? Oh, Star Wars 3. The third movie in the... So, okay. At number seven, I had Star Wars 3. I meant that was... um, What is that movie called? Star Wars 3. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. At number five, Return of the Jedi. I explained that. Number four, Star Wars. That was pretty good. I like the two sons. I like I like everything about Star Wars. Star Wars, that movie is such a good movie. I, it d- demands a rewatch. It's it's an amazing thing that they made a movie like that. How the characters interact with one another. It's really good. It's really good. I mean, I wish they made more of those movies. Uh, number three was better though. Empire Strikes Back. It was a perfect sequel. You had Star Wars, great movie, lots of good stuff. 
and they just increased it with the second movie. More lightsaber battles, better lightsaber battles at the very end. It, it was just really good. Um, not much Star Warsing. Oh, the asteroid belt. That was a really good scene. Man, those two movies are really good. They're high on my list. Um, number two, I had Rogue One. That's a great movie. I love it. I love how they had to constantly um, figure out <clears throat> how to, you know, send the codes to the Rebel fleet, you know. And that's becoming a theme in these last few Star Wars. They're always having to come up with a new plan every 30 seconds. <laughs> Maybe that's a representative of our, or parallel with our society now. You know, we don't have attention span longer than 30 seconds due to Facebook and whatever, and the lack of Adderall. <laughs> All right, so, um, and number one was The Force Awakens. I really liked that movie. It took everything that I liked in Star Wars and made it better. And that's really what a movie should be about. Anyone who's bitching about it's more of the same, shut the fuck up. That's why you're watching it. You want that, but better. It was different good. <laughs> Clone Wars. Honorable mention would be Clone Wars. There's an ep- uh, There's two, a two-part episode where um, Darth Maul comes back and he takes over part of a galaxy and he fights Darth Sidious at the very end. Now that was cool. Okay, let's get into some topics here. I got a couple topics here I want to hash out. I was listening to a podcast about life and death. And they were talking about death and how we evolved to create this effect when we die. Um, as we're dying, we release uh, dopamine and serotonin and all sorts of shit. Make you feel good in your brain, like a high amount of it, you know. That's where you have that outer body experience and shit like that. Because certain parts of your body, if you touch, um, it will make you feel a certain kind of way. Like floating above the air and all that. And when you when you die, you release chemicals and it, it hits those parts of the brain. And that's how why you feel like you're about to float. If you ever get resuscitated and you remember that experience. You thinking, oh, I had an outer body experience, but no, it's just a bunch of chemicals floating around in that area. And made you feel like you floated. And then he, then the guy, his name is Michael Schumer. This is get his new book. He explains. Uh, this is January first, twenty sixth, twenty eighteen. So whatever uh, Michael Schumer's book is, I'm not gonna look it up. Anywho, um, are my thoughts? Uh, they said that we evolved with that, you know. And I was wondering, like, how in the fuck do we evolve that mechanism for dying? Because it's not like you pass that shit on dying to another person as you're getting it on. Like, how is that part of your chromosomes? Um, How's that evolution onto itself? You know, is it a mutation of some sort? Because how does it? How does one pass on? I'm dying genes because they're dead. They never displayed that before. (sighs) 
I'm tired. It's 1.44 and I've only had a couple hours of sleep between the last two days. Ugh. What was I going to say? More do I have? Um, and, you know, like, Rhonda Patrick, Dr. Rhonda Patrick says something like, if you, if you start to get fat and you have sex and have a kid, you can pass the fat genes to that kid. But if you got thin, you can pass the thin genes to that kid. Now, that being said, how, well, yeah, how does the death gene pass on, you know? I, I mean, it's not like, uh, are, you, are you saying that, like, you died, you came back, and then you got it on and had kids? That's the only way that would work. That means a lot of people came back from the dead. <laughs> it's pretty morbid. And I had something about life, but I couldn't remember what it was about. I drew a life, a plan, and a straight line. I guess live life to the fullest, guys. <laughs> well, what's this? CRISPR. Oh, last bit of news before we exit out of this podcast. You got um, you got the Chinese, right? Okay, so you got this stuff called CRISPR. And what that is is a, it's a, a virus that you t- that you inject into you and it re re it changes your cells in a certain way your genome in a way like you know I want brown hair or whatever well we have the te- we have the technology but the problem is we can't test cuz we're afraid of it and all that what have you but china doesn't give a fuck about those kind of things so it's it's full bore they're they're using the dna and all that and shit like that so it's just a matter of time before we make some kind of superhuman being who kind of tries to take over the world it about 20 years you know but that is what they say is that all right everybody so if you want to contact me i'm on itunes i'm on soundcloud i'm on a lot of things you can email me a comment at the podcast for me at gmail.com you can hit me up on the twitter same name and uh i think i'm on something else facebook podcast for me you know, I be my friend. What? That sounds weird if I say that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I would love to have a comment, but I haven't got any. Or a review. That'd be great. Even if it would be bad. But uh, that is what they say is that. So I leave you with this, everyone. If you're angry, I want you to don't get mad and get into a habit of punching things or cursing. Instead... Break the habit. Try to breathe in with your nose and out with your mouth. Try to do that ten times at least if you're angry. Um, and, and try to just focus on your breathing. Because w- what that is is training your brain, meditating-wise, to go in a straight line. If you start thinking about how angry you are, go back into breathing in with your nose and out with your mouth. And only think of that. And that's, that's your... Uh, that's your meditation. What that teaches your brain to do is focus on a singular thing. And when there are distractions from your own mind, you know, that which is more powerful than, say, like an outside source, you know, pushing up on you, you know. In your brain, you, you've, you're coming up with shit. So if you're able to just keep focus on the same path and move forward, then, I mean, you can, you could, you could take on those situations a little bit better. Some shit happens, you focus on something else. I don't know. But, you know, try to do better than you were yesterday. 
Beat that person. Be a better person. Always be a better person. Because sharing equals caring. All right, everybody. <laughs> sharing equals caring. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm actually falling asleep as I'm talking. Uh, have a good day. Be good. And stay frosty, everyone. I didn't say it on the last podcast, but I fucking mean it. Stay frosty. Devil and the devil is free.